folks welcome to back into the fire my name is joe till be joined here by mr andy hayworth uh two uh old 80s wrestling fans uh trying to relive some of that past glory of saturday night studio wrestling on wtbs we are previewing episodes one through five of nwa power absolutely and uh, excited to be here, excited to do it. It's studio Wrestling's back in Atlanta, and um, I mean, I never thought I would see this happen again. Uh, I thought this had sort of gone away back in the 90s, uh, maybe a little bit earlier than that. But you know, here we are again, and it's exciting. And it's, it's, it's I, th- I think you said it best when we were talking before, as, you know, it gives, you know, gives people like us a reason to, to watch pro wrestling again. I've been enjoying the hell out of it. Right, right. So bye. Um should say we we sort of uh got turned on to this show by uh listening to the uh jim Cornette experience and jim Cornette's drive-through uh we probably wouldn't know anything about it if it weren't for that for that podcast or those two podcasts and um we haven't been disappointed it, it sort of um it sort of takes you back being able to to watch this wrestling and i guess uh, the intimacy of seeing studio wrestling um, and not uh, the big arena spectacles that we, you know, we become accustomed to from WWE and AEW and all that. I mean, absolutely, it's it's so refreshing to you know to tune into this stuff uh, and and see, like you said, that small arena to see the blue colors of the mat, the NWA logo, the the flags hanging down from the rafters, uh, the little uh, cheesy interview stands there oh, off yeah. to the side. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a big difference compared to like your NXT, with, you know, with the uh, the pyro and the the video screens everywhere and the loud music. I mean, these guys just they they show up, they just get right to it, get in the ring and start wrestling. It's 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 very lean. It's great. Yeah. So I guess uh, today's episode uh, will be looking back on um, episodes one through five, and hopefully moving forward, we'll we'll go on a week to week basis um, based on the episodes that come out, but. Um, but since we're just starting after episode five, we'll be looking at aspects of all five of those episodes. What we like, what we didn't like, and uh, what we're, you know, what we're going to be able to look forward to coming up. I'm looking forward to sort of examining some of these storylines that are that are emerging just as we saw even in the very first episode. Um Right off the bat, we're introduced to Nick Aldis, the current world heavyweight champion of the NWA. He comes in, does an interview, sets up the whole show right in one interview. He says who the major players are, who's holding all the titles. And we're led right into um, knowledge that we're going to see a championship uh, match there toward the end. Yeah, man. Um I don't know if you noticed that the picks at the beginning, they showed some um, some classic wrestlers like uh, I think they showed uh, Joe LaDuke, Rhodes, Flair, a few others yes. um, immediately. So that told me the type of, you know, atmosphere we were going to see. Um, then bringing in Jim Cornette as a commentator on there. And um, and, and even more than that, the, the, the classic 
strap, the belt, the NWA belt was pretty cool to see. Yes. Sort of a replica of, of the type, uh, you know, Flair and Harley Race and all wore in the, in the 80s. So I don't know. Uh, I love the intro. Yeah, it's great. You know, they're paying, you know, respect back to, to, to the heritage and legacy of NWA. It's not just, just a branding, you know, scheme. They do seem to really care about the history of, of pro wrestling as it began in the South. And, you know, for some of us, it never really got better than that. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to see that. And oh, yeah. you're right about that belt. I, I love that old style belt. It had the little globe there at the top of it, uh, it before they changed it up, you know, later on and, and it became a little fancier. It's, it's great looking belt. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'll start off and say that I'm really not sure who any of these people are. Um, so uh, yeah, me either. I'm sure some of you guys who are listening to us know a lot more about these wrestlers than we do, with the exception maybe of Mr. Anderson. I did, I do remember him from his WWE days, only slightly. But the rest of them, you know, not really <laughs> sure who they are, what their backgrounds are, anything like that. Yeah, cl- yeah. Clearly, they've they've had some history with the NWA in some sort of form that I'm not aware of. Maybe are there house shows or right. broadcasts somewhere else, but uh, I, I don't know any of them either. And, you know, I, I don't think that we're expected to know any of them because the way they're introducing them and bringing in the storylines in the manner that they are, you can just jump right into it and enjoy it. And of course the champ being the first person out with the interview, I guess is appropriate. Uh, I guess he's trying to be a little like flair talking about his, um, Jaguar yeah. or whatever, which <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing is probably a, more like a 1992 Jaguar or something that he's got out there in the parking lot. But hey, <laughs> he needs to get him. A, he needs to get him a Rolex watch. A Rolex. Though. I mean, Flair had the Rolex. I think he's wearing a big Invicta, but I'm not oh, sure. Yeah, you know? yeah, all all glitz, right? <laughs> big piece of metal. Yeah, it's he's wearing the 10 pounds of gold <laughs> on, on his, his wrist. wrist. I think it's a g- gigantic watch there. But uh, yeah, and we you know we meet him, and he seems like a, a good guy. I mean, he doesn't particularly seem like a heel. He doesn't particularly seem like a baby nah. face. And, and I think a lot of the guys on this show are sort of in that gray area right now. And, we, and we'll talk about more of them later. But I kind of enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. I guess it sort of organically lets the fandom grow and, and maybe the fans sort of decide who's going to be the hill and who's going to be the baby face in some of these situations, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so so the, the, the great thing is, is this studio show begins with, a wonderful squash match between the Dawsons <laughs> and some um, some somebody named Sal Renaro and Billy Buck. Yeah, I didn't know these guys for sure. You know, we get to see the Dawsons just beat the hell out of them from the get-go. Uh, the squash match is something that's been missing from wrestling in a while, right? right? Oh, yeah, I mean, you yeah. You know, I love a squash match. <laughs> I, I think the match may go, I don't even know if it lasted five minutes, probably did not. And it ends with a nice squisher, as I think maybe Cornette coined it or <laughs> Joe Galley, I don't know. But um, 
sort of a Ford uh, uh, pancake with a Ford slam, which was nice. That's one of those matches you'd watch on Memphis and Lance Russell would at the end say that match lasted <laughs> one minute, 25 <laughs> seconds. You know, it was that short. It, you're like, it was really that. I can't believe it was really that short. But yeah. I like the Dawson's, uh, um, you know, I guess I guess they're heels. They look like heels, they're but heels. Uh, they're definitely heels. I like them a lot. Um, I, I like their irreverence and uh, yeah. I, I just think they're fun to watch and they have some nice moves and it's just good solid tag teaming um and it's just it's just enjoyable to watch uh we'll look and see what they do later of course yeah I, i'm i'm glad you like them um i did think their mic skills at the interview segment there was a little was a little lacking um but i guess two guys that oh, look yeah. like Two guys that look like that. I don't know what you could expect them to. I don't. I thought their interview was pretty good. I thought they did a good little promo. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like they were like, we're gonna find you in an alley and beat you up or something. Basically, <laughs> is what I got. Uh, yeah, one uh, guys you don't want to meet in the alley is what they called themselves. Like, come on. Well, they also said they're the type of guys that steal your lunch money. So <laughs> I guess we're talking about a middle school sort of mentality yeah, here. But. Yeah, they, they. I think that's probably about their mentality. Yeah, but um. I, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. I, I like their match. I enjoy them, and you know, of course, the crowd. Is, the crowd has developed the Dawson's Creek chant, which I, which I'm sure they don't like, but <laughs> it's, it's it's funny. That I does mean, undermine know. their bully <laughs> bully mentality, it, I guess, a little bit. It's kind of funny yeah a little right. bit a little bit <laughs> what about this what about eli drake we saw him on the show um i don't really know what to think of him yet he seems like kind of your nxt ish archetype i guess a solid kind of wrestler yeah. I, I feel uh, like eli is is like the guy that when you're in college if you had your dorm room uh open he was kind of <laughs> the guy who just walk in and sit down and like take one of your beers or something i don't know he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he, it. He's That's that right. kind of guy. I don't know. He he seems like he has a lot of energy. He seems pretty polished, um, down to earth, baby face type. Um, nothing to really like complain him. about. No, I kind of like him, but you're right. He's he just seems kind of like that that guy, you know, that you that you know you you kind of like him, but he's kind yeah. of annoying. So anyway. So again, we'll see. I don't know. He he sort of like it's hard to figure out whether he he's a true baby face or sort of playing that line um, later on in some of the episodes. I yeah. gotta I gotta wonder what the hell's got with these commercials, these uh, little <laughs> fake fake or not fake um, commercials they interject for. I hope it's humor uh, with Austin Idol start start off with. <laughs> I thought uh, that's actually a legitimate wrestling school. I, I is think it, not? it is. I I think I heard that it was. I remember Austin Idol from. I never saw him on TV. Um, I don't think he was in. Um, you know the. Um, you know the WTBS shows back in the eighties or anything or, or any of the. I don't, I don't remember shows. him at all. Yeah, you've got a much better memory than me. I remember him from some wrestling mags that I used to buy. Um, okay. And uh, it seems like he was in those a lot. So I don't, he must have been in either Mid-South or, or Memphis or something. But um, I don't have any memories of him. I, I've, I've, I've no memories whatsoever. I, I, th- that looked like a legitimate ad to me. Um, the other ad that's legitimate is that retro, uh, retro vision, whatever the hell. The, uh, the wrestling, wrestling game. Video yeah. game. <laughs> that's the trick. 
I'm actually looking forward to that. I am I've, too. I've been looking for a good wrestling game for 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 the Nintendo Switch, and uh, mm. and, and that one looks amazing. So, <laughs> graphics, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Definitely yeah. are very retro looking. Kind of an eight bit, sixteen bit yeah, sort of quality yeah. to them. Yeah. Hopefully, the play is a little better than that, but it, but the look is great. Yeah. What about the chicken and waffles guy? Or chick, I'm sorry, waffles and tire irons. What am I talking about here? Waffles and tire irons. What is his name? Okay, so I'm going through my notes. I I, I definitely wrote about him somewhere in here. Um, but yeah, I, one of the fun, one of the funniest parts, and his gluten free waffles, which I'm surprised a guy like that would offer gluten free anything, but. Um, but hey, you you get three. You, you buy three of his waffles and you get four free tire irons. That's a, pretty, that's a good deal. That is a that's a good deal. <laughs> and uh, you know you can you can uh, yeah you, you can enjoy your uh, your waffles while uh, you know using your Jim Cornette burger towel there. Yes, along yes, hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know about these ads. I mean, I, I like them. I, they speak to another point of the show that I don't know if I like it or I don't like it. But that sort of fake retro '80s vibe uh-huh. that's going on with I, on one, in one respect, I like it. Uh, in another respect, I don't know that they need it. You know, but they have the you know, yeah. those Chiron graphics that that are that are gigantic on the screen, like you know, like the old style ones, and they're using that great Starfield background. For for the for the promos in between the matches that's i remember that so distinctly as a kid watching nwa on saturday and whenever they would promo you know wrestling at the omni in atlanta you'd see those mm. that Starfield back there you know i love that i just don't know if they if they need all the scan lines and and all that stuff i hope but they don't it's over, fun you know it is fun it, as long as they don't overdo it too much so hopefully you know right hopefully they'll find yeah i mean own. it's it's you know, it's retro enough just as it is without having to add more, you know, retro, faux retro elements, at least. So we um, we have a nice little match between uh, this, this kid named Conley and Drake, um, which I don't remember too much match. about. Yeah. Um, I remember there was a there was a I don't know if it was like a fireman's carry type slam move at the end that Drake used that I liked. For his finish, um, again, it was a competitive match, but it didn't go long, so I appreciate that. You know, yeah, it it was a good match. I remember it in my taking notes on that one as well. I, I liked that match. I liked the athleticism. I don't, it didn't feel stagey to me, which right. is you know, which which is you know, I can appreciate that because, because some of these matches do have a, a stagey, choreographed quality. I didn't think that one did. That one felt very organic to me. Speaking of stagey, uh, not sure what Josephus's purpose is in life. Uh, <laughs> he seems a little like a court jester out there, um, just as sort of a, a you know something for some of the top stars to to bounce off of and 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 add a comedic element to it. Um, I don't know anything about his background or anything as a wrestler. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he sort of interrupted the proceedings a little bit there for sure. Uh, I don't I, I don't know what to think of him either. I mean, he just sort of immediately reminded me of sort of those loose cannon types, of, like your Cactus Jacks and folks yeah. like that. But I figure, you know, guy, I don't know for guys like that to work though. Don't they need to be 
over a little bit, maybe come out, beat up on a jobber a little bit to show that they have some ability, but to come out and like start to to pick away at somebody like um, Storm without zero ability to to actually beat him in a, in a match is a little <laughs> weird to me, but. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. Um, and I, I watched it a couple times and he's up there screaming for James Storm, James if, Storm I'm, yeah. if, if, if I'm remembering that correctly. I and uh, I believe Cor- Cornette calls uh, Josephus a weatherman because he kept saying storm, storm, storm over and over <laughs> again. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I agree. I just I kind of found it annoying, although in one of the later episodes, I, I found him a little in, uh, endearing when he when he pulled out the medicated foot powder. So, you you know who knows? I, I, well, I did, and that's definitely another flashback to, to old school wrestling. And uh, I don't know, med- I never knew they used used medicated foot powder. I always assumed it was something <laughs> else, but cocaine's too expensive. <laughs> uh, talking about these, we have two guys by the name of Storm in this territory. Yeah. Uh, what's a, they're not related, are they? I mean, I to, to our yeah, knowledge, they don't. They haven't mentioned anything about them being related. Again, I haven't looked up any information on them, but I don't think so. I mean, they, see, they would have certainly mentioned that if that were the case. But I, I, I just have to wonder, how did we end up with a Jim yeah. Storm and a Tim Storm? I mean, how confusing yeah. is that? So I've had to sort of make make a note of who's who there to, to right. keep myself in line. Yeah, I don't know if it went back to another storyline before where they were somehow connected or not. I guess we'll probably find that out or not. Who knows? Uh, what do you think about the tag team champs, the wild cards? I don't, I don't, they're okay. Um, I, I found them interesting, not as interesting yeah. as like maybe the Dawson's though. Yeah. Yeah. Me kind too. Kind of, you know, if they didn't have the kilts on, I probably wouldn't remember them at all. Right. Right. It was the guy, I remember it, the kilt guy and the guy with the mustache. That's, that's basically how I remember those two guys. I think the titles are probably up for the losing for those guys, and yeah. maybe we'll see. Maybe the team of Kingston and Homicide, and or uh, and or the Dawsons, the Dawsons make a power play. But either of them, yeah, I just I don't understand the wild cards. They don't really do much for me. Unfortunately, I mean they seem like solid guys, right? And again, that's one of those teams that I'm assuming they're supposed to be heels, but there's certain times when they seem like you know they're riding that line too because of who they associate with. Well, we kind of mentioned uh, Eddie Kingston and um, Homicide, who are, despite the name of the guy, Homicide, uh, these are baby faces, right? Uh, very much so, yeah. Yeah, baby faces. Um, it's, uh, the, the, the name Kingston and Homicide are both familiar to me, but I don't know where I've heard them before. I'm, they've been around for a while, I want to say. I, I sort of like the, um, I believe it was Kingston, maybe. He kind of came off with that, that sort of Jersey-ish accent there. Oh, yeah. It reminded me of one of the Jerky Boys a little bit yeah. during his promo, but I kind of enjoy hearing him talk, though. I do, too. He's he's kind of a funny character, um, and he does a good interview. Yeah. I did want to mention, since there's talking about tag teams, the belts, uh, again, were great. Uh, the throwback uh, belts to the 80s. You know, reflective of those Midnight Express. I, I, honestly, I, I only remember the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express wearing those belts, but I'm sure some other teams <laughs> had them. Maybe the Russians, maybe um, Ivan and Nikita were tag champs uh, at some point. Kolos. I can't remember. Yeah. And maybe Blanchard and, um, you know, uh, 
Arn yeah. Anderson. Maybe the, the and one of the Andersons. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. With the gold with the eagle on the front. Love it. Yeah. I like a good tag team period. I, I mean, yeah. they're, they're tag team matches. If they're done right, they're incredibly frustrating and, and exciting. And they, they have a great, you know, rise and fall of energy. And, you know, I, I enjoy a good tag team match. And uh, so I'm looking forward to some good ones. Yeah. I, you know, uh, the tag team situation in the NWA is okay to me. I am going to comment a little more on it as we go along here. Okay. So let's see. Um, uh, it's the Josephus and James Storm collision that comes next, <laughs> where uh, Josephus gets his bell rung, um, <laughs> and then probably my least favorite part, maybe of all the episodes, is the the thumb in the mouth. Um, uh yeah, it just seems too yeah. ridiculous. Um, it, it almost borderline that cosplay type crap that Cornette talks about just unbelievably stupid well there was no thumb and a butt so you know there's that yeah at least there's none of that and then i think that was all before the um the aldous and storm match right i mean that was a ton of of wrestling to take place and then we finally have this uh championship match here um we're we're told we're we're not sure exactly why, but we're told that you know, in order for Tim Storm to to take on Aldous, that he's never he's going to have to agree to never challenge him again. Yeah. I don't know what kind of nonsense that is, but <laughs> yeah, uh, just, yeah, I don't know. He Aldous is going to have to wrestle somebody, right? Why does why does this stipulation have to be in there? Um, I guess they're. I know it, it's not like a loser leaves town match or anything like that. You know, it's a. You know, can you imagine if Flair had been told, "Okay, you can challenge, you know, Ricky Steamboat, but you can never challenge him again," yeah. you know, for the champion? I mean, come on, why would you? Why would you limit the guy? But they had they put it in there because it raises the drama, right? It raises the drama and probably won't last. You know, you remember the the old loser like loser leave town matches or whatever, where two weeks later the guy shows back up in a mask or whatever, and. Uh, what did you think of that match? I mean, you know, this is the first time I'm seeing either of these guys. I'm assuming it's the first time you've seen them as well. Mm-hmm. So um, Aldis looks like a, you know, very balanced sort of wrestler. I mean, uh, what did you think of Storm? I thought Storm, honestly, for the majority of the match, looked looked better than Aldis. Um, I did like... Um, some of the some of the moves in the match, I really like the 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 moment where um, I believe it was Aldis put put Storm in the sharpshooter there, and uh, you know the classic have to struggle to get to the rope, break it, and I and I really yeah. like the fact that after that um, they continued to sell the fact that Storm's back was hurt, and unlike some of the newer wrestling that you see, you know they'll do a maneuver to hurt somebody um in a particular body part and then they forget that that part is hurt or whatever and it doesn't seem to come back but i believe you know that was done really well yeah so uh, and we saw the figure four being employed by storm there as well that right. was kind of interesting uh, that was a kind of a sloppy application it of a it. I mean, clunky. I guess, yeah. A little clunky. Storm's movement around the ring, and I, I, you might disagree. A lot of people might disagree, but he just reminded me of that uh, that Hulk Hogan like brawler, leg drop, arm drop, elbow drop kind of style of, yeah. of wrestling. He, 
But he, but physically, this guy, he's a very intimidating looking guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he looks like he could just kill anybody. Yeah, kind of like a, a little shorter, squatter version of like a Sid Vicious or something almost, you know, like, <laughs> like yeah, it looks like he could run through a brick wall without thinking about it, really. Um, but yeah, I, I see your point about like the Hogan as sort of the nothing fancy, which is refreshing. And you have to look at the age of this of this guy as well. I mean, 53 years old, I think they said. I mean, first of all, that's amazing to be in this business at that age because, you know, I I mean, I'm mid 40s and I'm pretty sure (laughs) I would break every bone in my body if I if I took a if I took a bump like some of these guys were doing. Um, I mean, the guy looks physically in better shape than some of the other cats in the show. That's for sure. Good match. Um, Again, I guess it's it was definitely the longest match, but it didn't go on for too long. Had the Camille um, clothesline. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. Camille clothesline <laughs> at the end. I kind of wish she had gotten involved a little more somehow in the match, you know. The you know, but um, but they seem you know they seem to not want to make all this look like too much of a heel. So I guess I can understand why she didn't actually become involved, except for getting knocked down by her. Own. <laughs> I I love that and I love the fact that they keep showing that because it never gets old seeing that (laughs) clothesline I mean because she really she really took the shot I mean if you if you watch the numerous replays on that she falls like right back on her you know she she really took took what she sold it if she she didn't take a good one she sold it I mean it looked incredibly painful but I mean she she's looks like a big girl there I mean she looks like she she could take some some bumps like that yeah Uh, yeah for sure immediately i was thinking they were gonna they were gonna try to play this off as you know her harboring some grudge against all this you know for a while and and maybe eventually like turning on him during some match which may happen i don't know maybe they'll come back to it and be like you know she she was mad this whole time but I don't know. I don't know where Maybe. they're going with it, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't know. He, he he smacked her down with a clothesline, and he just get jumped right back in the ring. He didn't stop to see if she was okay or anything, and uh, the match just kept on. And, you know, unfortunately yeah. for Storm, he after all these fantastic moves off the top <laughs> rope, off the middle rope, you know, all kinds of power bombs and slams and whatnot. He loses in what's undoubtedly the worst way to lose a, a wrestling match, and that's to the small package. Small package, which seems uh, to from, end from, a lot of big matches. This. Yeah, it's so, so disappointing. I mean, my God, I, I felt so bad for the guy to, to to be put up like that. But anyway, I was just um, watching. Gosh, the it was an '80s uh, match, the the '80s match where Dusty Rhodes actually beats Flair for the title in the cage. I don't know if you remember it, where um, um, I believe Rhodes came off the top rope and and or maybe it was Flair, but anyway, it, the match ended with Rhodes pinning Flair in a small package. Oh um, man, yeah. So they're they're pulling back on some history there. Yeah, it sounds like which kind of reminded yeah. me of that. But anyway, however. People always seem to lose in the small package. It just yeah. I, I hate that move. It's just so cheesy. <laughs> yeah, I do. And inevitably, <laughs> I mean, you know, they'll grab some tights or something at the end there, and, and I don't know. That's. I mean, small package right up there with the sunset flip, maybe. But uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, 
I mean, and you know, then the interview, of course, afterwards when, when, uh, you know, we see that first of all, Aldous isn't that much of a heel because he congratulates Storm immensely oh, yeah. and, uh, um, very congratulatory. And, and, you know, and th- but then a little bit of heel tendency comes out with the whole Camille thing. You know, apparently he's, you know, silencing her or is he, though, or something <laughs> or something. I mean, I, I have no idea. I, I'm it's I find it a really strange little a little storyline there. And uh, and it's interesting to see what they're going to do with it, because I believe the next episode and even the episode after that, we have Joe Golly. Yeah, you know, interviewing, trying to extract the truth out of this situation with, you know, with why why Camille won't speak. It, it it's almost kind of tiring now, you know. I'm afraid when she finally does speak, she she's going to be like a, a banshee and, you know, everybody's eardrums are going to explode. Right. But who knows? Right. I don't know. It's trying to be too cute. I don't, I, I don't know. I think they're just trying to 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 create a storyline. I, I don't even know if they know where they're going with it yet, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I highly recommend her Instagram feed. Um, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. <laughs> I think I took a look uh, anyway, at it. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it is. It's a it's a little not safe for work, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was a very it was an interesting way to to begin the the show for sure. And um, you know, it's and I think as we we move into the next four episodes, and I don't think we're going to cover all of them in in this amount of detail because. They may not deserve it, but right. uh, I mean, well, you know, it's kind of more of the same and some reiterations. And, and you know, we, we see some new characters that, that get introduced along. But uh, I think that first show did an excellent job of, of setting up the, the series. And uh, and the next day, the response on Twitter seemed to be very, very popular. Yeah. Uh, with even the, the Rock himself weighing in on, on how much he enjoyed it. Right, right. Yeah, it, it got me hooked, and here we are talking about it. You know, five episodes in. So, um, exactly, exactly. I hope you guys listening. I'm assuming you guys agree with it since you're listening to this show. Well, you're assuming anybody's listening. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, episode two. Aaron Stevens. The clickbait episode. That was the title of it, at least. Clickbait. Yeah. Because of all this is references. Uh, what's the deal with Aaron Stevens? First of all, I, well, honestly, he came out, he seemed kind of like a funny guy. He didn't seem too ridiculous in this first interview that I remember. He's another one of these guys that seems to have a history with, uh, with the territory in some way or, or with some aspect of pro wrestling, right? Cornette mentioned that he was there in OVW when Cornette was there, which must've been like 10 years ago, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, he didn't look that old, I guess. So but, I guess know. he's been in the business for a while. He's a he's a hard hard one to figure out. Um, but I enjoy his interviews. I think he's funny as hell. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure this his persona out. Is he an actor? Is he like royalty? Is he? <laughs> he's Captain, Shakespeare's he's Captain Morgan. Shakespeare's I think. something. <laughs> Captain Morgan. I, you know, I don't know, but uh, you know, I agree with you. He's he's extremely entertaining and. Um, you know, it's uh, I don't know if it was episode two or maybe it was episode three when we see the these the, the uh, soft core film or whatever that is that he's yeah. in. He's got sort of some he's got some old wrestler um, characteristics to me. I, I it's in my notes somewhere, but but I wrote down uh, somehow reminds me a little of Adrian Adonis. I don't know if you remember Adrian Adonis from the WWF. Very flamboyant. 
type guy, um, uh, much more effeminate than 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 Aaron Stevens, but but definitely in that in that vein and um, sort of a I don't know a weirdness kind of like a Roddy Piper or something sort of seems a little unhinged at times um, and definitely gets the crowd going. I, I'm definitely with you on the, um, the, the, the not again, I don't know that I would say he has a, a feminine quality, but he sort of has that, uh, I guess, archetype of the, the sissy wrestler or, uh, or what have you that, that I, th- I think is a, it's sort of a, I mean, I guess it's sort of a a, 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 a pro wrestling trope or what have you. Yeah. And I think back to to maybe um, who was that uh, one of the, one of the uh, maybe was it one of the Garvins that had sort of a flamboyant style like that with the long hair and the. Well, there was you know Jimmy, but there was also Terry Garvin, who I don't know if you're thinking about him. Um, I'm thinking thinking about Terry Garvin. Who I think yeah, I believe did so. have a lot of that flamboyant. Um, sort of characteristics and at the in episode two was um not to take away from aaron stevens at all but you know one of my one of my favorites trevor murdoch trevor this is murdoch. the episode where we see Little, trevor murdoch uh hit the ring see, good old school big old you know country good old boy brawler type if dick murdoch was captain Redneck Trevor must be like Sergeant Redneck or something, right? I don't know. And, and he he was in a, a little match with uh, Ricky Starks, who I guess this is the first time we've seen Starks. <sighs> who they're apparently Stroke Daddy, Stroke Daddy, who they're pushing the hell out of. And I don't know if I understand why at this point, but but he's definitely I don't get it. Very energetic young wrestler who I don't know beat. You know Trevor Murdoch, and later is going to beat up on Aaron uh, Aaron Stevens. So I don't know why they're pushing him. I didn't like his condescending attitude toward Dave Marquez up there, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He seems <laughs> but, a little uh, cocky or something for somebody I never heard of. But and I guess and it, is Trevor Murdoch is he? I don't even know if he's a heel. I mean, after the match, he came up and congratulated Starks uh, for the win and said it just wasn't his day and ambled back off to the locker room. So, uh, you know, again, it, it seems like we're in that gray area with a lot of these guys as we sort of figure out who they are, how the crowd responds, who can get heat or whatnot. So, but uh, yeah, Stark's not one of my favorites, but I don't think we're the intended audience for for Mister yeah, Stark. Yeah, I think he's definitely he's definitely there for the for the younger millennial types, the, for the ladies because he's stroke daddy. So you know, is he there for the ladies? <laughs> Still question. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, good point. Good point. I I shouldn't be so limited in saying something like that. Uh, (laughs) I think I think isn't this about the time in the show we saw Colt Cabana come out? Uh, Colt Cabana and Mr. Anderson is introduced. Okay. Um, Yeah. Colt. I, I don't know what to think about this guy either. I don't either. I, he seems uh, he's like, he's entertaining. He's entertaining. He seems like a good. He's an interesting wrestler. He keeps at least in the matches we've seen with him. He he sort of keeps the the rhythm on the opponent off, and he's yeah. using some some kind of modified, uh, really interesting combinations of moves that I haven't seen before. Very interesting. But as a moves. person. Yeah, I mean he's he's great to watch. I just don't want to want to watch his antics and listen to him talk. I guess, but uh, I don't know. What do you think of this guy? 
I think that he seems like a veteran. Again, maybe we should do yeah. some more research on these guys and their background. I don't know. Uh, didn't uh, somebody say he had like a luchador background or some sort of experience in, in lucha wrestling? Or Oh, I didn't hear that. I, I maybe. I could see that. I don't know why. He, I mean, his just his the he's very dynamic to yeah. watch. I mean, very exciting to watch. Right. I, I mean, I wouldn't have thought he was a luchador. He but, seems a little you know, more grounded in, in the in his. You know, he does some flips and things, but nothing too high flying and all. You know. Yeah, he's not an acrobat. No, yet. no. I just think I don't know. Good, pretty good mic skills. He seems to be getting a pretty good push. The fans seem to like him. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, again, it just nothing really. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of things that stood out, but just for some reason, he didn't come off as being terribly memorable. But on a rewatch, he's a little bit more memorable than I originally thought. So. Right. I don't. We'll see what he does. That's all we can do. Yeah. And which, I mean, I mean, he he, he you know, not giving anything away. If you watched all the episodes, he does end up winning the national title, right? I mean, absolutely. I believe that's the first title we've seen change hands, and that came toward the end of episode five. So, yeah. um, so they're, they're clearly there is a there is a plan for right. him. Um, yeah, and the fans do seem to like him, so we'll just see where that one goes. I have a note written down here: Saul Renaro equals Bill Mulkey. <laughs> Hey, was he like the ultimate jobber? <laughs> He's a guy. He kind of looks scraggly, skinny. He's got a scraggly beard, scraggly hair. Looks like half his hair is falling out. And uh, he's been beaten thoroughly twice in the first two episodes. So I, Again, you know, we haven't done any research on who these folks are, but some of these people seem to me like regional or Atlanta area uh, wrestlers that they pull in maybe for for a squash match or to do some job work. Um, I don't think it was. I think it might have been episode three or four. But we saw a young lady by the name of uh, Crystal Rose. Uh, this was probably one of the more forgettable women's matches. I hate to say, but I mean it was still a good match. But we had Marty Bell versus this lady Crystal Rose, and it was basically a squash match with Crystal Rose getting pretty thoroughly beaten quickly but i actually have seen crystal rose wrestle in atlanta at dragon con um really? and so I, I i think they maybe they pull a lot of these guys from sort of the local scene like this which makes sense i mean they're right there yeah, in atlanta, if they're in atlanta know. yeah for the jobbers especially you know I, and, you know, I found that a little interesting that when they when they called her out and I saw her that it was someone that I had actually seen wrestle in person at a, at a pretty random sort of, an, you know, event. So but uh, I, I like these squash matches. I, I I've, I've said it a couple of times already. They're just fun. They're fun. You know, and, and like and, I think Jim Cornette has said over and over, it helps put the put the wrestlers over, the, you know. I mean, not every match needs five, you know, fake finishes and, you know. Not right. every match has to, has I mean because again if, if every match is is huge the main then event. no yeah. matches are huge right yeah. right I mean so 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 you have a little squash match you get to see some people work and you get to see some action instead of fifteen minutes of somebody walking out to the ring to their own custom music I'd rather watch this any day I would too um, you were talking about Crystal um, Crystal Rose and um, Marty Bell and. The first match we see in the female division is Allison Kay, who's the champ. 
yep. come out, and um, I believe she she beats Ashley Vox pretty pretty thoroughly. Um, yep. Real good. That was a good little match. It was a good match, and I had to write down the the, the her finishing was pretty impressive. That reverse kind of sit down pile driver that she did looked pretty good there. <laughs> I wrote down something about that, but I'm not going to repeat it on the air. But uh, it was an interesting maneuver for sure. It was interesting. She she had a lot of good moves like that, and she seemed uh, to take some good bumps. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, she, you know, I, I like I like the, I like her look. You know, she's looks good out there. Um, I like Ashley Ashley Vox a little bit too. They they both looked really good. Um, yeah. And it, it seems like they both have, uh, or at least Ashley Vox seems to have. A future in the in the uh, in the series a little bit because we do see her later on in some matches. Yeah. I, I I think she I think she um, she definitely does. She just needs to invest in some new ring attire. It looks like she went and bought that at Walmart on the clearance <laughs> rack uh, in the sporting goods department. But anyway, maybe that's all she could afford on that NWA paycheck. Anyway, <laughs> James Storm. Yep. Every redneck I've ever known. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> you know, I know he's or he was at least in this episode. He was the, the national champion. Yeah. I, he he I, he just seems kind of stock. You know, maybe we'll yeah. learn a little bit more about him later. He's just kind of overshadowed by Tim Storm, I think, at this point, right? Because they both have the same last name. You know, I was yeah. When I first started watching, I was pretty confused by this. Both of them. I thought they were talking about the same person for a while, and then I tried to, you know, right. I only figured out. Yeah, me too. That it was different. So, what do you think of the run in by the Dawsons at the end of that match? On, uh, I, I guess they're trying to create some heat there, definitely between the Dawsons and Kingston and Homicide. Um, yeah, um, I like the Dawsons. I'm, I'm, if they want to run in and, and do some brawling, yeah. I, I, it makes me happy. Uh, I, I'm not really terribly invested in, in too much of any of this stuff, any of these characters at this point. So it's you know it's yeah. all just uh, part of the process of trying to figure out who they are. I think the only thing I have against the tag team division is that it seems like all the tag teams are sort of similar in that they're all sort of these brawlers, these kind of unpolished, dirty. <laughs> street fighter type guys we don't have that that finesse tag team in there that we need um you're you know you're you're right there's a moment in one of these and i I don't even i don't remember if it was the dawson's versus kingston homicide or whether it was the dawson's versus somebody else but they look so similar in terms of they're all wearing black right um like you said they're all kind of you know big brawler mean guys uh, I wasn't even sure who was beating on who at, yeah. at, at one point. And I think this is an episode five that I'm thinking about, to be honest. But, uh-huh. I mean, even by five episodes, I haven't quite figured figured out who's who yet. Well, so. I had to write down names of, I know Kingston and Homicide because they keep saying their names, but like the names of the, the, the wild cards is like Tom or Thom or something <laughs> and Royce. <laughs> Which Royce, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. And I don't, yep. the Dawsons, um, I'm not, I don't know what the hell their names are. They're just the Dawsons. You might know. I uh, I don't. But you're you're right. Royce Isaacs, Tom Latimer. That's the um, wild card. T H O M. Tom or Thom. Thom. 
Yeah. It's weird. Um, I, and, and I don't know the names of the Dawsons, and it really doesn't matter. There's one that's bald and there's one that's not. So <laughs> yeah. I think he, I think even Cornette during the announcing was, was saying that he wasn't sure who was who and, and yep. maybe, you know, so – I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, they both just come in and, like you said, they brawl and, you know, beat people up and steal your lunch money. So That's right. We're looking at episode three with uh, Eddie Kingston kicking things off. Was this the interview that, was this the interview that uh, Jim Cornette refers to his breast uh, like a buzzard that <laughs> fell off of a gut wagon? What was the Bluff a buzzard off a gut wagon is the... <laughs> And he also said that his breath was as bad as a man e- eating Fermunda cheese in the septic tank of a slaughterhouse. Yes. And he also mentions that he's crazy as a rainbow trout in a car wash. So you get three great one-liners from Cornette there at the beginning of this episode. That's probably the most memorable thing about Kingston. <laughs> yeah. or, or, or wait, was that was it? That was Kingston. That right? was Kingston. All his quotes were about Eddie Kingston when he came out to the to the you know announcing area and like went yeah. on his tirade about about uh, the Dawsons. And then we had that Marty Bell and Crystal Rose yeah. squash match, followed by the uh, the wonderful preview of Aaron Stevens' film Tropical, Tropical Pirates. Pirates. I have written down about Marty Bell in parentheses. Is she a former member of Jim? And then I have. Well, she kind of looks like it, yeah. And then I have that she beat a Waffle House waitress. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> uh, Did I yeah. date yeah, Crystal Rose yeah. in college? I can't remember. Uh, man, I. I think she was a maybe, BBS. Maybe. Chick. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong about any of that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, I think the big takeaway from from this particular episode was uh, Tim Storm comes out and he's down and out. Mm. You know, he, he's kind of he's kind of gloomy. He's a little despondent. Eli Drake, the court jester, comes out and says, team up with me. We'll oh, do yeah. a little tag team action. And this this tag team match was exciting, but man, it was another disappointing loss for Tim, if you're Tim Storm. For Tim, and it, I gotta admit, they seem to still carry this um, this this back ailment of his from maybe the sharpshooter into that match because it looked like the little squash there at the end definitely did him in, and he was like clutching his back and all that. So I don't know, maybe he's just old and his damn back hurts. I don't know. I mean, you know, so he's going up, they're going up against the Dawson's and, you know, you expect there to be some sort of cheat or something at the end, but there wasn't. I mean, maybe there was a distraction outside the ring, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, you know, Drake, Eli you know, Drake skewered like himself and stubbed the, his toe or something and was out for the last, last five minutes of the match yeah. or something. <laughs> I mean, you know, you had Drake uh, skewered himself into the ring post, yeah. and that took him out, apparently. And then you, you simply had yeah. Tim Storm just get squashed, yeah. quite literally, by literally the Dawsons. And then it was, a, I mean, and then it was a legitimate pin. Yeah. There, there, it was not even, like, it wasn't an illegal man. There wasn't a foreign object. It was just, they just got beat. Yeah. Which helped put the Dawsons over, which was, I didn't have any problem yeah. with that. 
I mean, it's, it just makes me wonder about Tim Storm because we've seen him wrestle twice now, and both times he's been beaten in kind of a cheesy fashion. Right. I mean, are they just are they just making him hit rock bottom so that I he can so. make this sort of hero's journey yeah. climb back to greatness? Right. Tim Storm, the washed up high school gym coach, is going to make a glorious return. And I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> he's going to do something. I mean, you know. It's going to do something. Next episode, they'll have him out there with a sitting in the, on the street corner with a harmonica like Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man, you know, when he was down and out. <laughs> and that, what what yeah, was that the was woman's good. name that, that came good. and picked him up in the station wagon or whatever? <laughs> I, uh, oh, my God. I don't know. That, you're digging really, really deep now. That's, that was, that's deep cut. That's you, you want another Jim Cornette quote? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Marty, during the Marty Bell match, he said she's going to be arrested for walking recklessly. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but it's good. It's good. It's good. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it was an interesting episode. It you was. know, again, I'm just the the the. Um, I just, I just, the, the Tim Storm thing, you know, uh, clearly he's a crowd favorite at this point, and I'm not sure whether they intended it, but the Mama Storm chant has, has every time he comes out, the crowd starts chanting Mama Storm, right? I mean, he's obviously, what do you think of that? That's I, <laughs> crazy. I don't know. He's obviously got this background with the NWA that maybe we need to do a little more research into because he was the, um, he was the champ, right? For a while. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, for some period of time. Yeah, so he's just—he's definitely a fan favorite. And uh, what I think he got did he get the championship when he was maybe fifty-one or something? So that yeah, it wasn't long ago. ago. It wasn't long ago. I'd like to see Nick Aldis doing a little bit more wrestling, you know, one-on-one kind of stuff. I would um, too. I think we do see him in that. Isn't a six-man tag? It's a right? six-man tag. Yeah, that's think that's the only besides the storm match. That's the only one we see, right? Where he wrestles? I believe so. I believe so. Hmm. And again, you know, I don't know if 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 Aldis is a heel or what because he comes into the to the ring after um, after Storm has been pretty much drubbed by the Dawsons, and he you know he kneels down and makes sure the guy's okay. Right. And then I, I, there's another episode, I believe it's five, where uh, Storm is doing his down and out kind of thing, and Aldis comes out and pulls him aside and. Hmm says, you know, hey, you're not a loser. We we couldn't do this without you kind of a thing. I don't know. I don't I don't know where these guys are going, but it's going to be interesting to yeah. see though. I kind of yeah, I kind of hope they define their their line. I, I I think there's a need for that heel and babyface line to be a little more clear with some of these guys and hopefully they set that up. Cuz it makes things more interesting, right? Well, yeah, because then you then you can introduce storylines that that really right. matter. So yeah, it, it, it seems like they're doing everything right so far. It just from looking at yeah. it, you know, you have something for everybody. It's interesting that we get to see the women's division. You know, not just as some little subset, but they're actually paying attention to it. Right. You know, um, it, it's a, that's a lot different than NWA of the eighties, which I don't remember. We, if we ever saw women's wrestling oh my on gosh. Saturday nights, yeah, if you I did, it was extremely rare, extremely rare. Yeah. There was definitely not a women's division. There may have occasionally been a women's match, but, but nothing much. Yeah. 
You're right. Only in the WWF, and they barely they had Wendy Richter and the fabulous yeah. Moolah, and that was pretty much yeah. it for them too. I, yeah, I mean, so so they're doing some interesting stuff. I mean, you know, and, and I think that's the way modern pro wrestling is. You know, if you watch NXT, they have a couple women's matches on there, but but you know, it, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with this and. Um, I think it's I think it's great. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the women's matches, which kind of segues us right into episode five, which is by far the best episode of the whole series. And this is where we get introduced to Thunder Rosa. Um, Thunder and Rosa. that episode was explosive. Yeah, um, they had you know been hyping her up since episode three. When Thunder Rosa came out, she. She killed, man. It was uh, she was amazing to oh, yeah. watch. It was a great match. Well, they set up the previous episode with the Marty Bell, which after Marty Bell lost to Ashley Vox, they set her up by coming in, and I like I don't know what the hell she was doing. She was trying to motion to Marty Bell, and then you know again there was the um, Thunder Rosa's debut where she basically just annihilated. Um, who was it? Ashley Vox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ashley Vox. It's basically a squash match. Yeah. And afterwards, we had that sort of weird millennial sort of interview with uh, Marty Bell, who came out saying, "This is where I'm a little confused." She came out and said Allison Kay was her best friend, but they were, she was upset at Allison Kay for basically telling her she wasn't a contender. Is that? I believe that's I, what it was. Yeah. That she had work yeah. to do or something to that effect, which stuck in her craw, as they say. And then we had the great assault uh, from Thunder Rosa yeah. on Alice and Kay. She kicked her and, ass. Uh, and, an, and, then, and an amazing little heel. And I say amazing, but, but we don't really know Marty Bell that well. No. But it was fun seeing her do a little heel turn heel right turn, there. Yeah, and it needed a yeah, heel a little turn. little heel turn. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> good stuff you know you know i mean who'd ever thought we'd be talking about a, you know uh, women's storylines on nwa but you know here I we are so. I, I like uh, yeah i like what i've seen from all the the female wrestlers so far that'll be a good storyline is camille a female wrestler also or is she just a valet because she looks uh built enough to to go in there and fight but i i that's a great question um i don't know um i, I believe she has i believe her out of wrestling experience has been in uh ladies football am i wrong on that or uh yeah yeah i think you're right i think in the think she's uh, like a she's like a footballer the lingerie league or whatever it was called yeah elephant in the room here that we we all know um the oh? the chronology of these things um it seems like they were all filmed on the same day or the same weekend right <laughs> Yeah, and we're expected how would you to believe that? we're expected to believe there's a week in between the episodes. <laughs> yeah, I, I know why you like uh, NWA Power so much. It's because of that guy in the middle wearing the, the bright orange Clemson shirt. So that's that's they, your team, man. They didn't ask him to move the guy. <laughs> well, it's, it's that guy, and there's an old Tennessee volunteers Santa Claus guy who's down there. Santa and, Claus in the orange sport yeah. coat. Yeah. Now, the last episode, the Clemson guy was not there. He wasn't there. You're right. Yeah. But the Santa Claus was. But, but Santa Claus. But he may have moved some, though. I don't know. I, he's No, because I watched them all last oh, okay. night. And he's, he's in the, the same, same spot. spot. 
Yeah, but it is funny because in episode five, one of the wrestlers ends up in the lap of Santa Claus there. And uh, Cornette actually says he just ended up in Santa Claus's lap, which is kind of funny. That was Aaron Stevens. That's right. That's right. <laughs> to get the lecture from Santa Claus. But, uh, you know, yeah, that the guy in the Clemson shirt, he, you know, if you're listening out there, let us know. <laughs> yes. Clemson guy. But, uh, yeah, we're from South Carolina. So anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, that guy, he, cause he's got the bright orange Clemson shirt. He's right in the middle, in the right. middle, uh, in the, in the, he's literally in the middle of the crowd. It's like you, you look straight into the crowd. He's right there with the big tiger pole on, uh, you know, I'm myself not a Clemson fan, but I don't mind seeing that yeah. because I know that you are. So. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but it's funny, um, that, you know, I guess it was all in maybe one or two days. I, I, it would have to be one day. I don't think that people would come back with the same clothes on, would they? The next day, I don't think so. It had to be one day. So, so they, so they taped. Uh, they had a busy day if they if they did yeah. four or five five hours of content. Some of these uh, people would have had three matches, I guess. I, that seems insane, doesn't it? In, in a day, like that, like that, like that, you would see, uh, you know, Tim Storm get beat. I mean, that's a lot of matches. I mean, and clothing changes. Never, Some of them are wearing different clothes in every interview segment, too. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever been to a house show, I mean, you know how long it takes to, to get to get through like a regular card. Right. You know, you're there for a few hours. So, I mean, were these guys there taping from six, sun up to sundown? Six to eight or hours? What? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I know the matches are short, but, you know, that's a lot of setup. Yeah. You know, Especially when they about destroyed the interview, the interview table in the very first episode. The destruction of the interview areas and and it's really weird. Well, you know, we're going to be there for the pay-per-view event on December 14th. So I guess we'll see it up close and in person. Right. But, you know, I think they're they're presenting it as I don't I don't know that the pay-per-view will be on on YouTube I think it's on another um, you're, yeah you're absolutely right and uh, and I imagine that that's going to be a totally different different animal right. um, I know there are studio tapings on I believe the Sunday after right. that event and maybe the Monday as well I, I can't recall now but uh, it's, it's a weird time to be watching live wrestling uh, on a Sunday afternoon but you know hey it's Sounds like yeah. a good thing to me. So. Sunday and yeah. Monday, yeah. I, I, I guess maybe at this point in the you know the 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 company's um, current situation, they're um, they're not able to do a week to week format. They have to do it all in big chunks and then edit it up as they need to. But don't you think studio wrestling was done like that in the eighties though? Anyway, I th- no, I think it was. I think it was done. I don't. I don't think it was necessarily live, but I think it was taped every week. You know. Oh, um, okay. Because okay. there was. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Because they would talk about what happened, you know, at certain road shows and all that. You know, you know, one week they'd be talking about the the main event from the previous weeks. You know, Great American Bash yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And so I think there was. It was a true week to week show and not a bunch of you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose we could uh, tweet Jim Cornette or, or Billy Corgan or somebody and ask him for an explanation. Maybe they'll tell us. Who knows? May, I, I'll certainly send a question to him on the drive-thru. I don't know if he'll take it. I know he gets tons of questions. 
Absolutely. Well, you know, speaking of Billy Corgan, I think that's one of the most surprising things about this whole NWA is, um, you know, Billy Corgan, uh, for, for some who may not know, the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins. Now, right. interestingly enough, at the height of the Smashing Pumpkins, their imperial period back in the, the mid-90s, you actually saw Smashing Pumpkins in concert. <sighs> did I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I went to yeah. see Smashing Pumpkins, huh? Why don't I know? Yeah, remember the, that? I, maybe because we're old. I don't. You know, oh my I don't god! Know. That was back during the melancholy and the infinite yeah. sadness era. He's, uh, really? Did I go see them? Yeah, man, you saw Smashing Pumpkins. I so remember last time Bush, you saw Billy Corgan, remember, remember he was seeing, playing a guitar and he was singing about he's being a rat in a cage or what have you. Oh god! Dang, where was that? Carolina Coliseum. At the Coliseum. Yeah, you didn't go. No, no, I didn't go to that one. Wow. I I, uh, I unfortunately ended up at, uh, you may have been there too. What was it, Bush? and I went to Bush, yeah. Bush, and, yeah. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought No Doubt would have ended up becoming the better band of the three we saw that day? <laughs> yeah, but for sure. We're just, so, we're just so old, we can't remember what we've done anymore. I mean, uh, you know. You remember when we saw, was it Nitro? At the Coliseum? Saw Nitro, yeah. The Mon- Monday Coliseum. Nitro. That was a huge. That was a huge show back then. It was, and it fizzled so quickly. They 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 let that show just shit the bed. You know, it, it really was mishandled so so deplorably. They had they didn't know what they had, and they just the writing was horrible with Russo and all that. But anyway, getting off topic. Yeah. Way a little bit off topic, but yeah, you know, I think the I think Billy Corgan's involvement in this, I would love to know what led him to that because this just doesn't seem like something he would do. But um, you know, I mean, he's he, he's um, if he grew up in the eighties, you know, in the 80s. Um, I looked it up. He's not from the South. He's from Chicago, I believe. Right, um, right. Yeah, sounds right. But um, but yeah, he's um. He's always had an interest in wrestling, apparently, so. Why not? Yeah, that's good. Superstation, you know, everybody was watching it back in the 80s. It was National Network, so. Yeah, Braves, wrestling, and And Andy uh, Griffith. Griffith. (laughs) 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 Made that network, made Ted Turner a hell of a lot of money, I know that. And it's interesting that it's on YouTube. So, uh, you know, unlike the 80s, when if you didn't catch it on a Saturday night you, you or tape it, you, you missed it. You know, right. you, you weren't going to really see it again. Uh, now you can go back and, you know, watch and analyze and rewatch and and uh, yeah. try to fi- find all the hidden stuff if there's any to be found. So, yeah, the um, the nostalgia is great. The tinny crowd noise. I love all of it. They, they could actually turn that crowd noise down a little bit because it interferes yeah. with the announcers a bit sometimes. I, it seemed like one episode it was worse than others, but it, it is annoying at times. How do you watch the show? Do you watch it on a computer or or, or what do you consume the content nah, on? I, I normally just stream it on um, my Amazon Fire through YouTube on my TV. Yeah. Yeah, we we use it on the uh, the uh, YouTube app on our Roku box. Okay, and so I, I'm watching this on TV. It looks yeah. just like any other TV. Oh yeah, show. it's like you're just watching TV, which is great. Yeah, it, it, it's it's no compromise whatsoever. I was just curious. I was curious how how you watched it because uh, I don't like watching things like this on the computer. I like to actually be able to sit down and watch it like any other regular program. Yeah, you know, I don't like watching. Uh 
I don't like watching things on laptop on the laptop either, you know, unless I have to. So that's because we're old. I think that's it. Some people watch, you know, full movies on their phones. I don't know. I on their phones. Yeah, I can't do that either. But uh, I mean, I, I feel like we've we've done a pretty broad uh, sweep of of the show. I know we didn't cover everything, but we'd be here for two days if we tried we to cover everything. Um, I think in the future where we're looking maybe to, to, to hopefully do this weekly and, um, and, and keep things a little more current, but, uh, we're just getting started. So we'll, time will tell and we appreciate anybody who listens. That's for sure. Yeah. Give us some feedback. Um, keep watching, uh, the program for sure. Keep listening to us, giving a little perspective, uh, from a, a couple of guys who, haven't really watched wrestling for the last 20 years or so kind of getting back into it it feels a little weird but it's, it's fun yeah and if you're getting back into it yourselves then uh then you'll kind of understand where we're coming from and uh and we'll take the journey together sounds great <laughs>